don't look back because the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a great day out there today. It was another good day for our markets today. Now officially a winning streak as we've got three days in a row for this week to finish positive for our markets, three days in a row for our major indexes, and the NASDAQ actually making four days in a row here, so adding to its winning streak here in really what I would call a surprise turn of events here because today was a FOMC press conference with none other than the money printing rock star himself, Jay Powell, which if you've been tuning in with us here for a while, if not, a quick recap, We've been following this story for a long time. Some of the first people to report on it here that Jay Powell, it's kind of common knowledge now, but Jay Powell has the worst track record of any modern Fed chairman when giving these press conferences. When he talks, the market heads lower. Uh, So really pretty astounding to get the market higher on a day like today when Jay Powell is speaking. So maybe we're witnessing a turn of events here for Jay Powell, but again, now marking three days in a row higher for our markets to start off the week in the best three-day rally for the S&P 500 since March of this year. That's the kind of strength that we want to see on the first day of trading for the best seasonal period for the market. We've now gotten out of the worst stretch, which is August and September. And then of course, October phobia, known as the crash month for October. And now we enter the best seasonal time period, the end of the fourth quarter into January of next year. So I've got some stats on that. I'll share here today as well. I've got some great earnings to cover. And then of course, a little bit of the Fed presser. So let's start there. The Fed, as expected, Holding rates here today at five and a quarter to five and a half percent. And then once Jay Powell took the stage, (laughs) everything that you want to see falling began to fall. The 10-year fell to its lows of the day. After the 2 p.m. announcement, the two-year yield also falling to its lows of the day and only continuing lower from there. Uh, And we're also seeing a big increase in the odds that the Fed will stay paused in December. You know, that's been our view for some time. The Fed should have paused uh, sooner than they did. Uh, But now the CME Fed Watch tool showing an 80% likelihood the Fed will stay paused. That's the highest reading we've gotten so far. Just a day ago, it was a 68% chance. Now, we already knew here that that was essentially a Fed complete, that uh, that uh, they were going to pause from there. Uh, so good to see the odds continuing to head higher here. The market now pricing in the Fed is done here. And so after the Fed minutes came out, saw a little bit of reaction for the market. But then when Jay Powell got on the stage is when the move higher really continued from there. As Jay Powell in his Q&A session really sounded less certain than ever before. One could even say confused, not definite about anything here. And that was kind of the stance that he took is we're really not sure what's going to happen from here. Everything was a question mark. And that typically comes before a shift 
in policy. One of the quotes that I think the market caught, got the market's attention today on this uncertainty was that he flat out said it. He said, well, and this is a quote, we're not confident that we've reached the proper stance for 2% inflation. We're also not confident that we haven't. Just typical back and forth from what we can expect from Jay Powell, you know, the increasingly unpredictable Jay Powell, which is not a quality you want in your Federal Reserve ch Chairman. And it seemed that the rest of the Fed got that this is the message now as the Atlanta Fed updated their GDP numbers for Q4 lower with just 1.4% growth. So to the market, that says, and from the market's reaction today, what we saw tells us that the shift is in here. And again, we saw it. The markets rallied on that news and yields fell. The dollar fell, finishing close to its lows of the day as well. TLT, which is the bond price ETF uh, on the 20-year, uh, also finished at its highs of the day as well. Uh, so really, the shift is in here. And remember, we're just now hitting the one-year mark since the Fed's fourth rate hike of 75 basis points last year. We've talked about this a lot here, the lag effect right, which the Fed is now finally seeming like they've woken up to in their last few meetings, that the full effect of those rate hikes have not been felt yet. The lag effect being that the full effect of rate hikes is not felt for at least roughly 12 to 14 months after they're implemented. So we're just now feeling the final effects of the final 75 basis point hike. There were still more hikes after that that the market hasn't fully felt yet. Uh, so it was good to see on the day that our markets were able to rally, even in anticipation of the lag effect as well. Really, the Fed pausing and being done here is the story of the day uh, that our markets really got a rally on. Uh, so good to see yields finish near their lows of the day. The 10-year down 1.76% to 4.78, and the two-year finishing near its lows of the day as well, and the U.S. dollar near the lows of the day. So really pretty good day for Jay Powell, all things considered. And then we got some good earnings after the close as well. But first, yesterday, AMD reported earnings with slight beats on revenue, but the stock fell in after hours trading. But again, as always, it's not the news that matters. It's the market's reaction to that news. And today, AMD was up in a big way. It helped with their earnings call where CEO Lisa Su uh, said that their GPU revenue on their MI300 uh, was, clo was close to be $400 million in the fourth quarter and expected to exceed $2 billion in 2024. That would be their fastest product to $1 billion in sales in AMD's history. So again, the stock up a big 9% plus on the day today. Then after the close today, we got more earnings as well. Another chip name here, Qualcomm, beating on revenue and earnings per share. The stock is up 3.7% in after hours. Roku, tech name, beat on revenue. The stock is up a big 15% plus in after hours. DoorDash also beating here as well. Uh, up over 7% in after hours as well. 
Uh, and then tomorrow, we've got a really big day too. Before the open, we've got Palantir, our VRA 10 bagger. Then we've got Shopify, Shell, and more. And then after the close, we'll be big. We've got Apple, Square, Coinbase, and more. So stay tuned. We'll be reporting on those here after the close tomorrow and the overall earnings outlook uh, that we've seen so far. So far, been a good Q3 for earnings and looks to be just really ramping up now. All right, so let's take a look at our markets on the day today. As Kip pointed out yesterday, and he said it on Charles Payne show as well, this has been one of the best years on record for sticking to seasonality. I said it at the beginning of this podcast, we're now out of the worst stretch of the year for the markets that August, September timeframe, and then October, just known as a crash month, a lot of hesitancy going into the month of October. But now here we are in the best months of the year, the November to January time period. And again, we've said this a few times over the last few podcasts, but November is one of the best months on record for the semis. I believe it's the best month for the semis with average gains of 7%. And they kicked it off in a big way today. The semis were up roughly 2.5%. On the day-to-day as a group, also finishing near their highs of the day. It's exactly what you want to see. Semis leading the way, or well, tech leading the way, and semis leading tech. So we have the semis up 2.5%. Tech, uh, also the NASDAQ, up 1.64% on the day. Really good to see NASDAQ closing at 13061 Next up here, the S&P 500 up over 1% as well to 4,237. Again, the best three-day performance for the S&P since March. After that, we have the Dow Jones up 0.67% to 33,274. Good to see the transports outperforming here, looking to put in a bottom uh, from their October lows have also been up the last three sessions down, but the transport's up nine-tenths of 1%. We like to see that outperforming the Dow Jones as well. Finally, small caps up just under half a percent to 1,669. Looking at our internals on the day-to-day, I will say, I mean, not stellar numbers here, but we've just seen this incremental increase in, in better action from the internals over the last few sessions. Yesterday was better than Monday, today better than yesterday. Advancing stocks, beating out declining stocks, over two to one positive on the NYSE, not quite as strong on the NASDAQ, still positive on the day, still better than yesterday as well. Uh, After, well, let's see. Yes, sorry, getting a last minute refresh here. Uh, Did beat yesterday's readings. Uh, 52-week highs to lows were our weak spot on the day, coming in negative for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. But again, improvement here. That's the key theme, improvement over the last few sessions. And lastly here, volume coming in positive for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. No big 2-to-1 beats here or anything, but the story stays the same. Better than we've seen this week so far. Next up, taking a look at our sectors on the day today, we finished with nine out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by exactly what you want to see, tech, and then after tech, communication services, which is mostly tech as well. Uh, After that, consumer discretionary, utilities, financials, and then real estate, which I wanted to pause here for a second. 
And while real estate was up on the day, that's good to see. The housing sector is different. And I wanted to point out the housing sector did really well today. Even as Jay Powell acknowledged weakness in the housing market as a concern for one of the first times today. Uh, so you can see the market likes that they're, they are concerned about this. HGX up a big 3.45% on the day, getting back above his 200-day moving average in a big way here. And so good to see two of our leading economic indicators we talk about here often, housing and the one I've talked about about 10 times on this podcast, the semis. So good to see housing even leading the semis. This is something we want to see continue is housing and tech leading the way. And then for our laggards on the day, energy as oil hit its lowest level uh, in about two two months or so, two and a half months today. Um, and then after that, consumer staples, so defensive sector, so no worries there. Um, finally for today here, let's take a look at our VRA commodity watch. Pretty flat on the day here. Gold now down by 1.15% to 1,991. Silver up on the day by four tenths of 1% to $23.05 an ounce. Copper now up three tenths of 1% to $3.66 an ounce. And oil, as I mentioned earlier, hanging right around its lowest level since August here, down just 0.15% to $80.90 a barrel. I believe the August uh, number that I'm referring to there is $80.30 a barrel. If I'm not mistaken, let's take a look here. Yep, that just right in that area. We got to $77 in August, but still that is the lowest level for oil. This is a group though that we think is a great buying opportunity as well. And overall, you heard Kip say it, if you saw my Charles Payne yesterday, we are right in the middle of one of the best buying opportunities of the year so far. Um, and we think you're going to be very pleased if, if you make that decision to buy the dip here. Finally for today, Bitcoin now up 2% to 35,361. Uh, another one that we like here a lot. That is a 52-week high here for Bitcoin. You know we like stocks when they're, when they're showing that breakout type of shrink. Uh, new highs beget new highs. So folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcasts every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. And we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.